Hey, what up? It's your girl, Lady Sage, and you already know I'm in the building. Today is a special day. Today is my birthday, and I don't share it alone. I actually share it with two other people. I'm a twin, and you guys here, my twin is actually on the line today. What's up? Say hello. Hi. Hi, twin. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. So, as like I said, as y'all know, I'm a twin. And she is my special guest today, so I want everybody to say hello to Zoe. Hey, Zoe. Hello. <laughs> That's her um her stage name. Her her real name is actually Veronica, and my name is Vanessa. So you see how it kind of goes together. So um, but yeah. So welcome everybody. Like I said, this is our first. This is our first. Um recording with somebody not in the same room as me so zoe where are you at right now i'm right now i'm in ohio okay and it's pretty cool um that we get to do this and i think it's really fun to um to be able to share thoughts ideals bible study whatever you have it um, but um, I'm really excited that Zoe is on today. So I asked Zoe to think of um, a favorite Bible story that she enjoys and tell me why. Yes, thank you so much, Lady Sage. Um, so my um, favorite Bible story is um, the life of Moses. Um, and the reason why I ch- choose him is because it's just such a powerful story on God's miracles. Um, And also, it's just a really great story of his delivering power. The Israelites were in bondage for 400 years and God heard their cries and he sent a man who is less likely to be chosen by the crowd, but he sent a man, you know, to to um and he put his power in the man, the rod of that man the staff of that man um and he he delivered his people and it's just really encouraging um to to hear um also you know it has the story of it too like you can get the movie of it just that i'm very a visual very visual learner you know mm-hmm. and just to see the power of god um just being being displayed in such a powerful way um, through the Red Sea and yeah, and, uh, I think the yeah. thing about the Moses story is like we can actually you know a lot of some Bible stories that people can't relate because they can't physically see the areas, but one in case in point of Moses is Egypt. Everybody knows there is an Egypt. You know there's remnants of Egypt. There's, you you know, now today you can actually go to the Red Sea. And so that helps with um, people who are more scientific or scholars actually believe um, that what happened there is true. Because Egypt was such a big and prosperous place. And for it to be gone now, I mean, there is an Egypt, but it's not um, as. Well, the remnants are there. I don't want to say it's not as big or popular because Egypt has a big city, you know. But um, the pharaohs and all that, you just don't see 
that type of Egypt anymore. But to be able to see like um, archaeological digs and they're actually finding the remains of these pharaohs helps that story for Moses to be a true story. Yes, um, absolutely. It's absolutely true. And um, that's, a, you know, that's a good point too the to bring up too and you know even scientists is saying you know it's finding out wow the word of god is true you know what i mean and so um and that's that's awesome that that's being found out thank you for bringing that up lady sage you're welcome you're welcome um do you have anything else to add to your favorite story um so yeah just like uh just also about how god provides um because you know they left Egypt they left there even though they were slaves there and they were in bondage and they were beaten and killed too um they left a land that they were getting like fed at you know yeah yeah. Uh, and so they left and but God provided for them he was their provider um each each and every day he he sent fresh manna for them mm. you know and when and he and it's so amazing because when he sent the fresh manna from heaven he told them to take only what you need for today i mean mm. that's amazing that's amazing trust in him and he's and he said because the rest of it if you take more than what you need it's going to be stale it's going to be rotten by the next day so that's like very much trusting the lord and and just seeing that he provides and they were hungry and he provided the quail which is the meat you know i look at that as our our fried chicken you know he provides right he provides because of their shoes that they were on their feet did not even wore out for 40 years so, like, i just googled um because you know dr google knows a lot but I just Googled to look up how many people left Israel. Because you think, when you think, you know, you're leaving with your family, because essentially it was the family that were there, um, the Israelites, you know, when they left Goshen in Egypt. So I just Googled to see how many people, you know, were in this family. And it says, this is a visual, um, there is, oh, sorry. There is no, there is no virtual, no evidence, as the tourist says that six hundred thousand Jewish men and their wives and children and elders left Egypt in the Exodus. Six hundred thousand. Mm-hmm. Six hundred thousand. So, like, it wasn't like couple hundred people just leaving it was basically it was probably basically everybody in Egypt except for the richest people in Egypt that left you gotta remember like they were so big when Pharaoh looked out he feared the capacity of their size that he wanted to capture them and he did right he, he, he was fearful that they would overtake and so that's a lot of people to just get up and like you said only take what they need and believe and trust God yeah wow that's that's very powerful I mean that right there makes you want to dance and shout because you're like wow 600,000 you yeah. know yeah. I provided for yeah 
And they only that was only the males that they counted. Because you know back in the, back in those days they, they never really counted the wives or the children. So that was just the males. Wow. Yeah. So my favorite Bible story happens to be Joseph, which is kind of connected to the Moses story. This is the front end of the Moses story and kind of how Joseph's brothers and sisters and Joseph, they are Israel. You know, they Jacob is called Israel. This is the, the lineage of Jacob's family who um stay in Goshen, which is a smaller city close to Egypt. Um do you know why they had to stay in Goshen or why they stayed in Goshen? Jo- with Joseph? No, Goshen. Why they stayed in Goshen? No, I don't. So Goshen was, the reason why they went to Goshen is because the Pharaoh, he did not like farmers. And in a sense, Israel and Jacob, Joseph and his descendants, they were farmers. You know, they did sheep and cattle and all that stuff. So um, Joseph was actually really smart because he told his brothers and his father that when Pharaoh asked you what your occupation is, you know, say that you hurt, say that you take care of cattle and you take care of livestock. You're a livestock keeper. Not that you're a farmer. And then Joseph also made sure they would um, be interested in the land of Goshen, which was close to Egypt. Far away enough where that their occupation, sorry about that, (laughs) Uh, that their occupation would not affect um, the pharaoh's thought on that. So that's just a little backstory. But so my, like I said, my favorite is actually Genesis. It's um, found in Genesis chapter fifty, and the verse is um, verses twenty and twenty-one. And this is my favorite is because actually in chapter in verse nineteen, Joseph. Um, but Joseph said to them, do not be afraid for I am in the place of God. So like he's talking to his siblings who, um, so his, his siblings were enslaved, but his brothers came to him, uh, through, to, to them, through themselves before him. And we are your slaves. He they were giving themselves as slaves. And Joseph tells them then when he sees them, don't be afraid. And I think of right now where we're in this predicament with everybody being afraid and kind of running fearfully with COVID-19 that it's a good thing to remember that um, this scripture where it says in Genesis 50-20 where it says um, Joseph is telling his brothers that you intended to harm me but God intended it God intended it for good to accomplish what is now being done the saving of many lives so then don't be afraid. I will provide for you and your children. And he were reassured them and spoke kindly of them. I, and I really like that passage because I felt like Joseph really could have bashed his brothers if he wanted to. He had every right at that point in time. But he spoke kindly of them, you know, and told them, don't be afraid. And remember, Joseph was pretty high. He was the second under Pharaoh. Like it's Pharaoh and then it's Joseph. So he was pretty high in the in the in the in the chain of leadership. And so when he's saying that, you gotta remember like he wasn't just really saying it to them. Although we did clear the room. 
Um, but other people could have heard him too as well. And he's telling them, don't be afraid, I got you. What what you guys try to do to harm me, it was really God's intention for all of our good. And then that's when the family becomes, you know, he calls and says for his father to come and his father comes and again with the occupation. But um, I look at the bad choices that we tend to make as Christians or people and the same as Joseph's brothers, the bad choices that they made landed Joseph in slavery, landed Joseph in jail today some of the struggles that we go with sickness and diseases and of course like COVID-19 like I was saying like in the end of everything we should not be afraid yeah and and um there's something that you had said on that that scripture um Lady Sage you had said about um where he says that it this has ended up um I'm just gonna paraphrase it I guess um but this has ended up saving a lot of lives, you know? And um right. And though this COVID nineteen is a you know, not anything to be played with, you know, um it is saving a lot of like people are coming to the Lord, people are returning to the Lord. And just like um the Bible says, if my people, right. which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will forgive, hear from heaven, forgive their sins and heal their land. Right. And I believe that, like, I was just watching um, something, too, and um, million pe- millions of people were um, tuned in to a very famous um, singer who was connected with their church and doing and he wasn't a he wasn't doing christian music but now he's he has given his his life back to the lord and doing worship and millions it says millions of viewers you know and then the salvation message you know the preacher had the salvation message with um with this uh this 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 famous person on instagram with his viewers you know so what the devil meant for bad, God's gonna turn around for good. You know, all things work together for good. Um, I do believe that we are in a state of repentance. Like, and I believe this is God's mercy too. You know, yeah, this is mercy. Yeah, you know another thing is like, we always hear people talk about revival. Like there's a revival coming, there's a revival coming. And you know, everybody always envisions revival in the church, but God always orchestrates differently. And I think he orchestrates differently because humans, people, like Joseph's brothers, they sold him into slavery. Was that part of God's plan? Probably not, but he worked with it, you know what I'm saying? And at the end of the day, everything turned out to be intended as God had accomplished it to be. Revival, revival. Everybody thinks it's gonna come in this church in a wave of song and a wave of ministry. But what if it happens right in the comfort of everyone else's home, like in your home? You have a levitation from the heavenly hosts right in your home. And that is revival, you know? And so, yes, I do believe that it's a move of God, but I don't believe that it's going to come as we know it to be. I think it's always, God always orchestrates differently. He's a creator, so he creates. And so this next wave is going to be different than any other wave that we've ever been to. You're so right, Lady Stacey. It's so true. We can't go back to what we were. And that's the thing, like, you know, 
we're praying for God to heal us, heal our land, get the cure, you know, but we also have to add into that, let us repent and turn from our wicked ways because, you know what I mean? We can't just go back to what we were doing and how we roll. No. Right. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm glad you joined me, twin. Um, I appreciate you coming by. Is there any last words you want to say to the viewers? We are going to do another podcast, so if you guys enjoyed this, check out the other one, which will be next. Is there anything you want to say? Yeah, um, viewers, just um, thank you so much for tuning in um, with us today. Um, It's been an honor to be a part of this, and just uh, keep your mind on Jesus, and um, if you don't know him, get to know him, Um, and, and yeah, have a great day. Alright, this is your girl Lady Stage and I'm out. This is- Bye. Bye. Okay.